Chapter 27 of A Year's Prayer Meeting Talks This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by I Read Things A Year's Prayer Meeting Talks by Lewis Albert Banks Chapter 27 THE EVOLUTION OF THE SHIRK EPHESIANS 2 The splendid figure with which this chapter closes, which compares the church to a growing temple, and every member of it to a stone which fits into its place, and helps to make strong and beautiful the wall of the Lord's house, is full of teaching. To get the real meaning and the full power of the illustration, we must think of a building in which every individual stone is alive and full of consciousness of its importance and value in the building, and mastered by an obedient love for the plan of the architect, so that with loving consciousness it seizes hold upon every stone about it to help strengthen the wall of the temple. Or we might conceive of a building in which every stone was a magnet, sending forth invisible but powerful attraction which joins strength with the magnetism in every other stone that touches it, so that by the inherent magnetic quality the stones are held together in harmonious purpose. Now that was Paul's idea of the building up of the kingdom of God in the earth. And whatever else you may say of Paul, you were compelled to admit that he was a great spiritual architect. The world has never seen his superior as an organizer. He knew how to gather men together and hurl them in united phalanx against the foe. And his idea of the church was that every man should regard himself as a living, vital, essential part of its power, and give himself completely, as completely as a stone does to the wall, to the great purpose in hand. Now we all know what happens when a stone shirks its duty in the wall of a building. It may mean that the building is only disfigured and marred, or it may mean that it comes tumbling down to the ground. Surely the strength and beauty of the whole depend upon the fidelity, the stability, and the harmony of every part. If this is true of the dead walls of a temple, it is true with far greater emphasis of an architectural creation constructed of sensitive human souls, where the strength depends upon the magnetic sympathy and fellowship and love of the parts, one for another, and their devotion and fidelity to the great architect whose tender wisdom is over all. We put the emphasis so much on the sins of commission that I think the sin of shirking, which is usually the omitting to do what we ought, is often looked upon as a very light and venial offense. But we certainly have no warrant to so regard it in the teaching of Scripture. Do you remember, in Deborah's great song, of the curse which God put in her mouth for a little town up among the hills, one that simply stayed at home and minded its own business, and did not send its quota of soldiers when the rest went out to war against Sisera? Curse ye, Meraz, said the angel of the Lord, curse ye bitterly the inhabitants thereof. Because they came not to the help of the Lord, to the help of the Lord against the mighty, 
Miraz has disappeared from the map of the world, but it retains an unenviable immortality as the Shirker. It stands as a symbol of the Shirk through all the centuries. Now there are in every church and in every community people who shirk their part of the work. They talk well, and no doubt have good impulses occasionally. But when it comes to facing the music, and sharing the self-sacrifice, and really going out to battle for the Lord, they stay at home and take good care of their scalps. The church could more than double its power tomorrow if it were not for the shirks. These people always have an excuse when the subscription paper comes around. The collection somehow is always taken when it is a bad time for them. If it is necessary for somebody to do an unpopular thing for righteousness' sake, there are always lots of good reasons why their names should not be known in it. But if there is any glory gained afterward, they are as ready as this town of Miraz was to take their part of the spoil. Now I am sure that none of us want to be shirks. And if any of us are shirks, we would like to get out of it and become something stronger and better. But our theme, which we must not forget, is the evolution of the shirk. What causes the shirk? What are the elements that create him? Fear is at the bottom, first of all. The inhabitants of Miraz were a timid lot, and so they stayed at home. And so, many good people really think they are too timid, too bashful, of too retiring a disposition to stand out openly in their place and take the brunt of outspoken friendship for Christ and his cause. If you give way to that fear, you will become a shirk. Another cause is a false humility. People say, I can do so little that I will only be in the way. No doubt the people of Moraz said, If we could send a thousand men, like some larger towns, they should go, and how proud we would be of them. But we have only twenty-five fighting men at best, and our little hill company would be laughed at. And so they stayed at home. And some of you are making the same blunder. You imagine that if you could do a great deal, you would do it for the Lord, while at the same time you are selfishly keeping back from Him the little you could do. Let us away with all such false humility as that. Bring what you have to God's altar. He will take it and use it at the right place, and bring victories that you never dreamed of out of it. Laziness is another prime cause for the creation of the shirk. People like their ease. They selfishly let the duty go undone rather than disturb their quietness and peace. But how unworthy that is of us, when we remember how Jesus our Savior put aside all the glory of heaven and came down to suffer not only hunger and thirst and weariness, that is easy, but insult and abuse and loneliness and heartbreak, that he might comfort and save us. When we are tempted to shirk our duty, let us think of him and come back again to our strength. End of chapter 27